Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. In a really amazing selection of other podcasts indicative of the recruitment market and the business market, for whatever reason you're listening now, we just want to say thank you for choosing us. We couldn't do this without our sponsor and our partners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on in the show, but thank you to Pager, our sponsors, and our partners, Inclusion Crowd and Needy. And without further ado, let's jump in to get to know this week's guest. This next guest isn't in the recruitment industry. However, the reason that I invited her on is because she represents an organisation that we're really proud to partner as a charity for 2023 and beyond. And because I believe that between us, we need to reduce the stigma that still exists surrounding mental health, despite all the leaps and bounds that we've made since 2020 when we talked about it much more openly. This is Ruth Rosselson, who is a resilience coordinator for Manchester Mind, which is obviously part of the Greater Mind charity. And during this really really compact 30 minute episode we cover a lot around burnout how to spot signs of burnout in ourselves and our colleagues and potentially our employees mindfulness we talk about the five ways to well-being we talk about peer support we talk about raising awareness for better mental health within ourselves and our colleagues we talk about meditation and there are plenty of links in there for those business owners who are in the uk for SME free training on mental health and menopause. So even if you're not based here, I beg you to listen to this episode because there's some really insightful things, not least around how we can all become more mindful in what we're doing and basically insert joy into everything, every single thing that we do. And isn't that just going to be a wonderful way to spend 30 minutes of your time? So without contradiction, what this episode is about, You might be rushing around. That might be your way of normally listening to a podcast. But actually today, I'd quite like you just to pause if you can. Go and get yourself a refreshment, whether it's a coffee or a glass of water. And if you can, either start walking and taking in all your surroundings or go and sit quietly. Because that's going to be the key way you're going to understand about what mindfulness actually means. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. We are so proud at the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to be sponsored by Pager. Pager helps recruiters to build personal brands, to identify new business opportunities, to attract those hard-to-find candidates, and to basically have better conversations. Now, you will have a large network that you want to build credibility with on LinkedIn. And sometimes posting content every day feels impossible. Now that changes once you have Pager. Pager provides you with the ideas, the content and the scheduling capability to produce daily content to build out your own personal brand in minutes. And for business development too. Pager identifies companies that are advertising jobs, have key hiring indicators such as funding rounds, mergers, acquisitions, or senior appointments, and then alerts you to this daily. Pager also enables you to write candidate-centric job adverts without bias in seconds. So once you advertise your job, Pager will then automatically create a branded post 
and publish it to LinkedIn without you even having to lift a finger. So when you want to actively source candidates, you can create complex Boolean strings in seconds. All you need to do is to provide the job title and location. Now, Pager is making thousands and thousands of recruiters smarter and faster. For more information, click on the link pager.co to book your demo. And remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when inquiring. Now, back to the episode. <clears throat> this is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And although we aim to get all the thought leaders from across our recruitment industry, we do like to ensure that we've got a very good, diverse balance of people from across industries that I think have a direct relevance to what we do. And one of the key things that I've become really passionate about, certainly particularly since COVID, when I actually uh, partnered with Mental Health and Recruitment, is how we need to all ensure that we are looking after our own well-being and our mental health as much as we are our physical health. And one of the key things that we're doing as a business this year is we're actually going to have um, a live podcast, which you should all know about now. And one of the key benefactors will be this particular charity. And we're going to learn more about that from this wonderful resilience coordinator. This is Ruth Russellson, and she works for Manchester Mind. Welcome to you today, Ruth. How are you? Hi, I am well, thanks. I've been for a, a wild swim, an outdoor oh. swim this this morning. So uh, I'm kind of all feeling good this morning. Oh, time, bet day, you're yeah. feeling energised. I Before we even get into what, what Manchester Mind's about, I did my first one. And I have to admit, I've chickened out doing it since. And it was the most exhilarating, frightening, scary, and then exhilarating experience I think I've ever felt physically. Mm in a natural way and I know that it's becoming such a hugely beneficial thing that we all have got access to do for free right yes yeah absolutely yeah and you know at being outdoors being in nature and it's not freezing yet the water so yeah. it's it's cool but it's comfortable well that says we record it now in the heat wave in September 2020 as this goes out towards the winter hmm can't promise that but just no. as a little just as a little note before we do before we do go into more detail you know there's I know where I live in Ramsbottom there are a lot of sewage warnings so how do we know that where we're wild water swimming is safe yeah I'm I don't tend to go much outside my tried and trusted places personally um but right. um I guess it's it's just by connecting with other regular swimmers uh right. and checking um so yeah the, I go to say a water park which is relatively oh, right. okay and right. uh Pickmere near Nutsford which has lots of swimmers and paddlers and right. kids and families so you kind of trust that that's okay um right. but yeah it is a huge is issue that we need to keep raising raising awareness about really it is definitely well we'll definitely and if there are any anybody's listening or watching this now and you have got somewhere that has, is, is safe to do this, we want to know about it. We want to share this information because mm. it's free and accessible for everybody to do, but we want you to do it safely. So thank you for that. So without further ado, <laughs> tell us a little bit about who you are, what your role is, and then a bit more about Manchester Mind and, and the Mind charity generally. Okay, yeah. So uh, I am Ruth. I am a resilience coordinator at Manchester Mind, uh, and that's just a fancy word. Um, 
uh, that says that I run courses and workshops to help people manage challenges and changes in their life. So I run workshops around stress management, uh, introduction to mindfulness, because I'm an uh, accredited mindfulness facilitator. I run six week courses for people with long term physical conditions, because if you've got a physical health condition, uh, it puts a huge strain on your mental health as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I run our mindfulness program, which includes uh, an eight week mindfulness and relaxation for menopause course um, oh because it um, that's also a, a huge issue uh, for women kind of in that transition time of life uh, and uh, may need some extra help and support through managing stress and, and their symptoms. So that's my role. Uh, I love um, interacting with people. So I do courses online and in person, um, but I'm just, uh, you know, a very, very small part of what Manchester Mind does. So what people might not know is that National Mind is the, is the big national charity. It does a lot of um, kind of awareness raising or sort of all the campaigns you'll see around kind of stigma around mental health. Um, but services are all delivered through independent minds so each okay. each area has its own local mind okay. we are not funded by national mind so we have our own board of trustees our own uh, ways of, of raising funds where we can it's always quite challenging obviously at this time as well um so we're kind of part of the national network but we deliver services to uh, manchester residents so um we do all sorts of different things as well and that, and i think that's the the great thing about um manchester mind is we kind of kind of here to serve the people of manchester and kind of try and meet their needs so um obviously we've got my courses but we have other courses specifically so we've got courses for uh, young mums uh, for our mums matter um program uh and those going through uh, parents in the early help um we've got an allotment um oh, wow. which grows our own fruit and vegetables uh, and we have volunteers who come there um, and obviously being out in nature and volunteering is really beneficial for people's mental health so that's a great project um, that kind of runs through you know most of the year not not in the kind of deepest darkest um, of winter we help support people with benefit applications right. so I mean it's if practical. you can all mm. of that bureaucracy mm. is hard oh. when you're mentally well and if you're not well it's just overwhelming so yeah. we have an advice team who kind of help with all those sorts of things so um we have counselors we have a young people service uh, which includes mm. counselors but also includes workers in schools we've we support families we support um all sorts of people throughout the city so we have lots of different services on offer um and for, for people who can't access the service, we've got lots of information on our website. So uh, I know you're going to ask me a little bit about mental health. Um, and I what I would say about information is, you know, tried and trusted places are really good. But we've got a well-being hub, which has got lots of information about different things that hopefully will be uh, relevant for your listeners. Mm. That was a big, ooh. <laughs> I know, I'm very, that was fantastic. But you know what, honestly, I'm so pleased that we, I mean, we got introduced to you through Anderson James group it's one of mm. our clients and I know that they've done a lot of fundraising for my, mm. at Manchester Mind particularly um but this you know if you're listening to this now and you're thinking oh I'm you know I'm down in London or I'm up in Edinburgh you know you from what Ruth has just said you know there will be a local area that that you can go and help and support and we will definitely back at the end of the show ask what people can do to get involved mm -hmm. in their local yeah. in, community yeah. area so I mean the reason that I wanted to partner with you is because I think that 
we 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 are trying to lose the stigma as an industry. Yeah. Recruitment is, you know, we are high performing, we are fast paced, we are, you know, the pioneers of job creation. We're all of these superb superlatives, but actually, we're all human beings too, and it's a very mm. it's a very bloody stressful job. It's a really stressful job because our entire income is dependent upon another human being doing something and it's, mm-hmm. they don't always do it that's the truth and it is it's targets it's you know failure there's a lot of um areas of your day where you have to be truly resilient and at some point somebody listening now has burnt out mm-hmm. and what I'm determined to do by somebody listening now that is has got trigger signs is how do we in ourselves spot what those potential trigger points might be and also what can we do if we spot that in somebody else, like what what are their signs before it gets to that point? Yeah. So, I mean, stress itself is something we all experience. It's normal. It's natural. It's not necessarily harmful in of itself. The problems come when we are <laughs> under chronic stress, which means we're under stress for a prolonged period of time yeah. um, and our resilience kind of um, gets effective. So it, it takes us longer to, to manage, to deal with challenging events and challenging situations. So um, I would say that, you know, feeling a little bit anxious from time to time that might not be a problem but if that starts to be more frequent so maybe before you're about to make a call for someone or you're about to do something you notice those feelings of anxiety maybe tightness in the chest and in the belly okay that's fine that's normal that's the body getting ready for you to do Mm -hmm. things but perhaps then it starts to be a bit more frequent. You Mm. notice those uh, physical signs and symptoms in other situations or unexpectedly. Um, Obviously, our sleep is really affected by stress. Mm. So again, you know, maybe a sleepless night from time to time, that's okay, we can manage that. But if we find ourselves maybe not sleeping well at all for prolonged periods of time, or sleeping too much mm. can be one or the other, that can be a sign that we're kind of, we're, we've been in the stress mode for too long, and we might need to do something about it. Mm. Our appetite can be affected. So some people mm. might go, go off their food, not be hungry at all. Other mm. people might kind of reach for all that we, we tend to, don't we reach for the sugary snacks and yeah. the biscuity things and those things. And again, that in a itself isn't the problem but the problem comes when we're doing it all the time so we Mm. what I'd say is kind of know what your stress symptoms are Mm. and know if it's starting to feel actually this is how I feel nearly all of the time so that's when we can start to take a step back and go actually I may need to do something about this Mm. something that you used to find easy may start feeling challenging so that Mm. might be kind of a red flag oh hang on a minute I used to do this but it seems really hard now or or procrastination, putting off things. Um, It might be going the other way, just overworking, overworking to try and prove yourself that kind of drive. Um, Mm. But our bodies can't sustain that kind of level of intensity and intense stress for prolonged periods of time. Mm. So the good news is that if you spot the the warning signs towards burnout early, you can do something about it. Mm. The bad news is that burnout itself can take quite a, a long time to recover from. So mm. I burnt out myself about 15 years ago when I was doing a very, very um, stressful and intense uh, job overseas in Madagascar. And it actually took me uh, around seven months to be ready to work again. 
Wow. Um, because my body, I was unwell. My body was unwell. Physical. My mind was unwell as well. So it, it's not just when we talk about mental health, people think it's this, this separate thing. Yeah, Here's our mind, yeah. there's our body. Ah, it's a holistic experience. Uh, and we is. need, when we're talking about that stigma, I think it, it's helpful to think of ourselves as holistic beings. How do I feel in myself? If I'm physically unwell, if I'm having a lot of negative thoughts, uh, if I'm more snappy with people, yeah. if mm -hmm. I'm very tense all the time, um, then that's a, a sign that, hang on, I'm getting stressed. I need to, to take a step back and do something. Mm, thank you for sharing that with us. I think your personal testimony is very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that, you know, you, you're happy to share that with us. And the fact that, you know, a, a burnout is often used as a almost a flippant remark sometimes. Mm -hmm. as, oh, you know, you, I'm going to burn out if I carry on or you're burning the candle at both ends. And actually, it's a really significant life event. Like yes, you said. it is. Yeah. It's physiological, yeah. and it's emotional and it's, you know, it has a knock on effect. But I, I just want to pick up on one thing, actually, because I think mm -hmm. this is really important for people that maybe haven't thought about it. It's when you, if you think about what stress is, it's your body going into flight mode and it's mm -hmm. the, adre the adrenaline surge over a prolonged period of time. Our bodies are not designed to have that level of hormone in our body. Mm. And so it's go, think about what that's doing. It's like a turbo engine constantly going into, you know, restart. It's going to have an impact on you. And when you said there about, you know, it might be something that your task, let's, I mean, within the context of recruitment, let's say you've always been really good at business development, but because we've had all these, you know, external economic factors, maybe your business owners under more pressure because they've had to pay more rent this year and they've had to pay more salaries this year and all these other things. And actually now the thought of doing that job now makes you get all these, the prickly scalp and the knots mm -hmm. in your tummy. It's time to go, actually, what can I do about it? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I think, our listener is either going to be a, an employer and leader of, of somebody that either themselves is feeling that or they've got somebody in their business that they need to give some guidance to of what the next steps would be. Um, or it's somebody that's maybe, you know, having for the first time in their career a, a period where it's been sustainably stressful, mm. that's possibly out of their control. So what what so we've we've recognized that in ourselves, we're off our food, or maybe like you say, we're overeating. You know, when we're maybe not sleeping well, maybe our sexual appetites disappeared, our appetite to go meet friends socially. So mm -hmm. there's a noticeable change. Um, what can what if that's me now listening, what what physically and mentally can I do now to steer myself into the right direction? Well, I think there, there are a few things that, that we can do. So we can firstly kind of look at um, our physical health uh, and do things to address that. So um, we know that when we get stressed, we don't eat so well, and that's going to have a knock-on effect on the body. So perhaps kind of taking a look at food choices, what kind of food you eat, a little bit of movement can be really good. I think people can get intimidated by the idea of exercise, but moving the body can be a really good way of kind of offloading some of those stress hormones or calming us down if it's something like mm -hmm. yoga or pilates kind of getting us into that relaxation mode so we kind of talk about the five ways to well-being uh, we've got a section about that on our website uh, and that includes um, kind of moving more includes taking notice so maybe downloading a, um, a meditation app or doing some relaxation or meditation and again I think when you're very stressed when you, you're in that state you think oh there's nothing I can do but I think what's important is to go I've got if you've got five minutes what's the impact on your mental health of scrolling Instagram 
or doing some deep belly breathing to calm the body down. In the long run, the belly breathing is going to be better for you. If you're kind mm. of noticing, and in fact, scrolling on social media may be another sign uh, of try of kind of stress, not losing hours and hours to TikTok and Instagram and all of those kind of things may may be a sign for for some people as well as kind of withdrawing from social activities. Our contact with other people is really important. So mm. one of the things that you can do is connect to other people. So mm. you might if things are really bad go and see your GP mm. if you're not at that stage yet you might go which friend do I know who's going to just listen to me Absolutely. who can I talk to mm. so when we get stressed we get anxious we get sad we get depressed we tend to withdraw but actually connecting with someone else can help us realize we're not alone that these feelings this experience um, is not unique to us other people mm do experience those things too and help us feel supported um one of the services we offer at manchester mind is peer support oh, because we know how um, powerful and valuable it is for people to be in the same space discussing and sharing with each other mm. so um it may be a friend it may be someone at work to just say you know I i'm just feeling not right i'm not I'm, things aren't easy or i'm not sleeping or or just having a space to to talk mm. um it may be, you know, if things are really bad, again, seeing the GP and seeing what other routes there might be. But I do think telling your friends and family um, and not not feeling shame, it's not shame um, to struggle. You no, know, we are, human we are human and, human and we're and all vulnerable. Life is we? hard. Yeah. Life and life hard. has been hard for the mm. last two, three years. We've been under a lot. Everybody, everybody globally has been through a lot. So don't underestimate the impact of that on your mental and your on your physical health and it's not a sign of weakness at no. all no. so you know it, it's a huge um it's a huge um I've forgotten what the word is because um, uh, words go out of my brain sometimes. Um, but it's a huge myth mm. that, you know, only weak people experience these emotions or, or struggle. Like we all do. Well, so, nobody's immune to it, Ruth. I'm so no, pleased you brought that up. Absolutely. Because, you know, for, for, for me, I think the defining flag in the sand of where vulnerability was shared about people's mental well-being in recruitment within leadership was mm. COVID. Because mm. it, for me, everything you've just said there is about creating a sense of belonging, which is mm. as human beings, all we ever want to feel, with, whether it's with one person or with 10 people. Um, and I think for being not devil's advocate as such, but just kind of flipping it a little bit, I think it's very hard for those listening who are leaders to admit or acknowledge to themselves and then potentially to whoever that safe person or people are, mm. that it, it, there is no stigma. If you fell down a, a flight of stairs and broke both legs and you literally were incapacitated for two months because you couldn't walk anywhere or go anywhere no one would even they'd, everyone would be rushing to help you what can I do oh my god I did that and it was you could use these sticks or this is a great physio let me help you with that here's a great painkiller we would smother that person with support and help well why is that any different to somebody saying I'm crashing I'm <laughs> crashing and I don't know what to do about it and it's recognizing that nobody's immune to a mental health challenge nobody mm. and and of course as you know with that analogy of falling down the 
stairs and breaking a leg, mm. you wouldn't expect that person to get up and run a marathon. <laughs> you would allow them time to heal. You would, yes. uh, you know, start walking on that foot gently. You wouldn't go from mm. naught to a hundred. So I think we do kind of, uh, we are quite a harsh society. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, kindness is really pa powerful. Kindness to our colleagues, to the people that we manage and kindness to ourselves as well. So if yeah. we are struggling, instead of kind of beating ourselves up, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why is it so hard? Going, yeah, it's human to struggle. How mm. can I support myself? How can I help myself right now? You talk very passionately, and one of your key strengths clearly is the mindfulness aspects, and mm -hmm. um, it's something that I'm particularly passionate about. And I think thinking about those rabbit holes, we all go down in recruitment, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's whatever the social media capacity might be, or even just getting absorbed in the job that we do. What what's the I guess the key fundamental principle of mindfulness and how can we incorporate that into our actual day-to-day -day jobs as recruiters? Well, mindfulness just means paying attention on purpose. Paying <laughs> so, attention on purpose. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's being here, being here now. So noticing how we're feeling in our bodies, noticing our thoughts. Um, so if we are doing a task, we can do a task mindlessly while we're thinking about something else. So I've got to think about my tea and da, 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 da. And we know when we do that, mistakes happen, don't they? Mm. Because our minds aren't on the task involved. So it just means being involved in the task that you're doing. Now, that can translate into doing something in a way that's very deliberate, um, noticing how it feels in the body, how it feels emotionally and not getting carried away with those thoughts. So we can walk mindfully from our desks to the toilet. That can be a little mindful meditation. It's mm. not going to take you that much longer, but you can get your uh, awareness out of that thinking brain into, oh, I've got to do this next, and then I've got to do that, and then I've got to do that, into how does it feel in my body yes. to need the toilet yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and to walk and to move my legs, and mm. how does the carpet feel under my, under my feet if you're barefoot in the house as I am today. So there's all sorts of ways we can be mindful, Relax. have mm. mindful moments throughout the day um, mm. to kind of help train our brain to come into our bodies and out of that kind of thought stream, which isn't a problem no. because our thoughts are great. We can be creative, we can problem solve, we can do all sorts of things. It's not that that's the problem. The problem is those rabbit holes that we get hooked onto in kind of negative thought patterns and spiraling down, thinking ahead or thinking uh, backwards into what you've done. And that takes you out of the present moment. So one mm. of the key things for me about mindfulness, other then that helps with stress it helps with low mood it helps with all sorts of things is it helps us enjoy things more uh, well there's no harm in putting joy back into it and i presume it also allows us to be more productive in whatever it is we're actually doing at that moment in time absolutely if we are there if we are doing the task we, we are able to mm. do it you know better but also we don't beat ourselves up when we make mistakes so we're no. able to move on from them better mm. and learn from them better so um you know as i say with with um kind of teaching mindfulness we get a lot of people who do come who are very stressed um but who find who come for stress and find other benefits that their Absolutely. relationships are better yeah. they're able to enjoy things more um eat, on a day like this while they're out and about they can enjoy the sun on the skin instead Absolutely. of you know worrying worrying and rumination Thinking. takes yeah. us out of the present moment and that oh. leads to or uh, you know kind of builds into that kind of stress and and then eventually, you know, burn out. So, it, do, it does. Yeah. And, and even you saying it now, I mean, I, I, um, 
you know, I acknowledge that I like I'm a typical recruiter in the sense of I'm I multitask frequently throughout the day. I have no choice. I might be on a phone call and then I think, oh my God, I just need to send that email. And then sometimes I look back on the email and I think there were spelling mistakes. Did I actually listen to what the candidate was saying mm-hmm. to me? And it's it honestly, I think it's a revelation when you understand the benefits and advantages. And you know, it makes you a much calmer person. I think I I mm. use it now when I um and I've I've probably I downloaded the Calm app. I think it probably mm. was in twenty twenty, mm. like like millions and millions of people. Uh, and it's a fabulous app. And I think it it does have like a free trial if you don't have to pay for it necessarily. But what it would give you is that moment in the present. And so for me, and a great you know, I just as you're listening to this now, you're probably walking. Maybe maybe you're in the car. Just whatever out apart from driving. If you are driving, please don't stop. But if you are just walking along, just look at what you know, look at the flowers, look at the sky, breathe in and smell what you can smell. I very often actually turn a podcast off and just listen to the birds, or I might listen to the traffic or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Five minutes. And it, it's actually quite a grounding feeling, isn't it? Yeah, making, absolutely. Making recruiters, we don't want to take people off, you know, if you're in a, in an office, it's a 10-hour work day. When you go and make yourself a cup of coffee, leave your phone on your desk, go and make the cup of coffee, smell the percolator or the coffee be- coffee beans, and actually stand there and enjoy your coffee for what it is. Yeah, definitely. Really, really good advice there. Um, and, you know, it's hard to be present. Our minds are designed to think. So lots of people say, well, I'm just thinking all the time. I'm, I can't switch off. And that's why we meditate. Meditate is the practice of practicing being present because it's so hard to do in everyday life. So finding an app, uh, finding maybe 10, 15 minutes once or, once a day, as well mm-hmm. as those little mindful moments can be really beneficial. So um, we've got some um, meditations available. We've got like a 30-day 30-day mindfulness challenge on the on the Manchester oh, Mind website and that's great. accessible for everyone whether they're you know in Manchester or not and that includes little mini meditations that's just one or two minutes um, and I'm also on Insight Timer um, which is another free meditation app um, so there's hundreds of guided meditations on that uh, and you'll find me uh, with just a few free um, meditations on there as well Fantastic. so we've got a five-minute five minute body scan a 10 minute breath meditation so trying to make it accessible for people um well, you know not everybody's gonna have 45 minutes to lie no. down and be but but everybody's got everybody 15 ha- minutes everybody yeah. has yeah. 15 minutes like you say never mind the tiktok scrolling just 15 minutes and i just want to go right back to something that you said right at the start for me i'm 49 years of age and i've only this year discovered yoga mm-hmm. and i if anyone's listening much younger than me Yoga is a life-changing thing to do for your body and your mind, isn't it? Because it mm. teaches you meditation. Yeah. And when you're trying to get into those positions and you're using your breath, which I know you've just alluded to, all you are thinking about is your body and your mind and your breath. You're not thinking. You, it, at the start of your yoga practice, it's you'd learn how to do this, but you physically, all you can think about is your balance here in this position and where am I going here? And it is you come at the end of that hour in your meditation state like a different person. Mm, wonderful. That's great to hear. I yeah. think they should do it in school. I really genuinely yes. think they should put yeah. that on the curriculum yeah. in schools from yeah. primary. I think it's a life-changing thing to be able to do that for yourself. And you can do a 10-minute yoga meditation. You can do a 10-minute yoga practice. Go on YouTube. Yep. 
and build that into your day even the busiest people can do it so i'm i'm a huge believer in that it would be remiss before we finish it would be remiss of me not to pick up on another thing that you say that you specialize in which is the wonderful period of a woman's life of which i'm currently going through the peri stage which is menopause yes, yes. and again it is something that i talk about very openly on linkedin because to me it's as natural as breathing or walking or having you know whatever things that human beings do is a natural thing <laughs> and 50% of the population have or will go through this and the other 50% you'll know somebody going through it so absolutely yeah everything you know we you, I don't know whether you were alluding to that before when you the word escaped you words escape me all the time with my brain yes fog. Was, yeah what can we do to those either going through it or to if, if it's somebody that we're working with or that we love that that's a friend or family member to ensure that their peri and menopause and post-menopause experience has the least impact on their overall well-being what can we do and I realize that's a huge topic but just it's, if there's yeah. one, one bit of advice well again it's it's about support um a lot of a lot of us don't feel comfortable talking about it so talk about it uh, and help and support each other so um we've talked about stress quite a lot in this conversation stress makes menopause symptoms worse mm. so if you know someone who is in that time of life and that's a long time it's you know overall from beginning to end it can be between 40 and 60 depending when you start when you finish it won't be 20 years for that no. person but no. in that age range um then whatever you can do to support them manage their stress will have a knock-on effect on their experience of menopause and some women sail through it some women have no problems at all have no mm. symptoms sail through it fine but there will be you know quite a few um you know quite high numbers who struggle with the physical symptoms with the emotional symptoms anxiety may get mm. higher mm. um it may be more likely to experience panic attack or, or kind of general mental mm. um kind of overthinking as i said uh, and feeling uh, just that they can't cope so anything that you can do to support people encourage them to get help um because you don't have to suffer through it and then we circle back to the mindfulness we've really found that the mindfulness program for for menopause uh, has helped um, a lot of the, the the people the women who've been on the course feel more supported because they're in a group give them more coping tools uh, to cope with the symptoms when they arise them these mindful tools to help them they've got tools to calm themselves down when they feel really anxious um and uh you know for some of them the symptoms are even are less at the end of the course than the beginning because their stress is less mm. so i mean i would say with mental health with menopause with all of those things talk about it be okay about talking about it then we can we can't support you if you don't tell people you need support sure. but if we want to support others we need to feel okay about asking questions how are you now how are you really <laughs> i've noticed that you don't seem to to want to come out as much as you used to yeah. or I've noticed that um, if it's in the work situation it's taking you a while to get round to this task that I ask you to do mm. do you need any extra support what can I do to support you so sort of very being... good advice it's making a safe space and I think again I think those leaders who do share their personal journeys of menopause and peri, like you say, I mean, for me, I'm nine years into my peri, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't really know when it's, I think I was about 41-ish when yeah, I started yeah. with the symptoms. Still, still full-blown peri. Um, and I will talk about it very openly, but I recognise that I'm probably one of the few that will because mm -hmm. I, I feel no shame with it because it's part of being a human being. That's what, yes. you know, I talk about yeah. periods. I talk, I talk about, you know, sexuality. I think it's just, it's part of what makes us all human. 
And if you're listening to this now and you haven't yet created a safe space for this group of people who the thing is, it's not age dependent. You could have somebody in their 20s going through perimenopause and they don't know. Yeah, but it's, and what you're uh, saying is it's creating a safe space where people yes. are supported however they feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you, your um, recruiters throughout Greater Manchester, anyone working in an SME mm. uh, is eligible for um, some menopause education workshops run by Mind in Stockport. Fantastic. So um, Greater Manchester Minds has a website um, which uh, details all the different menopause support available for um, not just people going through it, but those supporting them uh, who, who are kind of working within SME. So I would encourage people uh, to look at the Greater Manchester Minds website, um, which runs this program, because, I mean, if you are in an SME or you, you kind of um, work for an SME and want to be more educated or want to know how to support if it, we have a, there's a course for managers so want to, to support managers so that they can support their staff do have a look at that oh um, fantastic that's a great Ruth. program that's Definitely. funded yeah yeah I, I was gonna say what can we do that is an action point mm. all of my greater Manchester community and a lot of our listeners are working in SMEs or run SMEs mm-hmm. please get in touch via the link that we'll share on this podcast yeah. so before we finish what can people do to get behind their local mind so um every local mind is uh, likely to have a website uh, manchester minds website is manchestermind.org we've got a well-being hub which has got lots of information so if you want to know more about burnout if you want to know more about um the five ways to well-being about self-compassion we've got little bits that you can read it's not uh, it's not reams and reams but enough information you can support your local mind by following them on social media and sharing their posts mm-hmm. uh, and the same with national mind as well because that again Again, helps reduce the stigma when we can kind of share all this information so again we're Manchester Mind on Twitter and Instagram and all of those kind of places you mean um, us, but we'll not talk about uh, that. that one yes um, you can support your local mind by volunteering so we right. do have volunteering opportunities at Manchester Mind um, so depending on on people's time organizations as well could um, nominate themselves to um, be, right. be a, a charity or for us to be a charity one of their charities to support or you could just donate three quid we've got um we've got um we'll have a a a donate um code for people you can just donate three quid and all of those three quids add up and enable us to deliver the services um phenomenal that's what that was i mean recruiters generally because we're very competitive salespeople, we like to raise money for charity because we like to prove to ourselves we can we set ourselves a target we want to smash it so in terms of fundraising opportunity, if anybody listening wants to partner with their local mind, get in touch because there are things that you can do yes. to support you incredible, incredible people. This has just been, we have covered a lot, Ruth. We've covered a lot. Yeah, that was, that was a whistle stop, wasn't I it? <laughs> I told you, didn't I? I said, you're going to get to this and, and go, how did we just cover all of that? But for anyone listening, if you do need extra support, you know, please do get in touch with this incredible charity, whether it's in the local area or, or contact with Mind, and then they'll put you in the right direction. You are not alone. You are you are surrounded by people who want to help and support you. And between us all, we can remove the stigma that should never, ever have existed around what is part of being human. So thank you so much for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, Ruth. You've been amazing. Thanks for inviting me. Have a good day. You too. Well done. The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively.
We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. An Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the Inclusion and Diversity Certification Mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. We are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs, but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. 